Hello there, and welcome to the Stay Off My Lawn podcast, where we'll have a little fun, lots of laughs, and discussions on the common sense that needs to be applied to a lot of today's world news issues. And now, the disclaimer. Stay Off My Lawn is not intended as legal, medical, or financial advice. Void where prohibited, no purchase necessary to win. Open to legal U.S. residents 18 or over in the contiguous 48 states. Any resemblance to anyone living or deceased is purely coincidental. Actual price may vary. Only use as directed. Not a member of FDIC. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Richard. Okay, welcome to this week's edition of Stay Off My Lawn. It's September 19th, 2023, and it's episode 35. Woo-hoo. Ah, let's see. Carry the one. Yeah. You know what? I think that's more than half a year. <laughs> yes. Welcome to episode 35. Oh, gosh. Hey, uh, by the way, we do have something new that we started doing. Uh, started putting full episodes up on YouTube. Uh, I am not going to go back because I am, by nature, I'm lazy. I am not going to go back and, and take all the old episodes and put them up there. But starting last week, they started getting up there. If you go to uh, youtube.com slash at stay off my lawn, you'll be able to find our YouTube channel and you can listen. That way you don't have to download Spotify or any of the other podcast stuff if you don't want to. And plus on Instagram, there is an Instagram page. It's Instagram.com slash stay off my lawn podcast. I think stay off my and lawn. That will give you all the goodies that we're going to be talking about this week. Yes. Yay. We might even take that and put it in front of the episodes that we're putting up on YouTube. Maybe. It's, what, what, you things know, involved. We, we don't know. We do put the uh, the promos up on YouTube, and that's where you get to see our our uh, ugly, our beautiful faces. And, um, and then, the, of course, the full episodes are just our logo, so you don't have to actually look at us for an hour, which would probably be uh, more punishment than than anybody deserves. Um, <laughs> and when we're doing this, the wives aren't around. They don't have to look at us. Mine after 48 years has no problem. You're going in the box? Yes, I'm going in the booth. In, there, yes. in the box. I love <laughs> That's what she says. How much, how long are you going to be in the box? <clears throat> <laughs> Because I need to know how long I don't have to see you. <laughs> I think when you first got married, that might have had a different meaning. But yes, it's, it's different now. Um, but, but I don't know where my where, why my brain went there. Wow, it, did we go down yeah, a path? Yeah, Holy moly. That, that was terrible. It's going to get worse as time goes on here because we're going to be talking about Lauren Boebert here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's not going to get any better. Hey, let's start off with, uh, well, actually, let, let's, um, let me ask you about your weekend. That's what I, I was going to ask you. Oh, uh, week, yeah, it's uh, busy. Um, I got uh, upgraded on uh, doing a show for the seniors, uh, Ozzy and Harriet. I am now Ozzy, and I've got about between 20 some odd minutes worth of lines and cues I've got to learn. (laughs) 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 I love doing theater, but the learning of the lines is just a pain for me because it's like, oh, look, shiny thing. Oh, wait, where was I? What was I learning? And my brain does that when I'm on a set doing a show too it's done that way too many times where all of a sudden it just goes skipping across in the park and it's like what oh oh crap that cue is mine that's why there's nobody talking that's why everybody's looking at me (laughs) (laughs) you'd think after 40 plus of these things uh, shows uh, theater show i would be better but yeah no maybe it's because you're too comfortable yeah i um, i don't know i man you i go over my lines and try to do them a minimum of five times a day Every day, wow. five times a day. Well, let that be a listen to you, folks. <laughs> Sometimes. When you have ADD and you're trying to learn, it was one of the few things in 
that made me start learning how to concentrate when I was in high school. There's only two other things that I concentrate on when I'm working on stuff, figuring out why the hell my car isn't working. (laughs) I'll spend a lot of time doing that when there's an issue or I got a computer problem. I can think about it's doing this and it did that. So then it must be. And I generally don't think about other things. I, everybody else knows to stay in their corners and not come out and talk to me. (laughs) So all those little people between the ears, Stop it. I got things to do. My daughter, my youngest daughter once told me when I was doing a Shakespeare show and I was having trouble with all the lines because it's not normal speak. Uh, And I'd done three Shakespeare shows. She goes, dad, she goes, father, you just need to tell everybody they're in timeout and that they will get their time after the show. (laughs) That's a child who knows their dad. (laughs) You still put her in timeout when she was 16. That's good. Uh... No, she wanted to put... Everybody that's yeah. between my ears needs to be well, in mean, timeout. I mean, she was familiar she with the phrase is what I meant. <laughs> uh, no, she didn't ever get put in no, timeout. No. We, we, no, your oldest one was a good one. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the oldest one. This was the youngest one. She was okay. It was yeah. not much. She could talk her way out of stuff and was very persistent <laughs> without being a pest. I don't know how she did that. I, we still can't figure that out. It's like, how do you do that? She's a master manipulator. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what I call those people. That I, I'm jealous of them, but they're, they're manipulators. Yeah. Uh, we went to, uh, we, we got together with some family down in uh, Augusta or South Carolina. It's kind of right on the, on the border. Um, and, uh, there, you know, I, I'm still getting used to the fact that men are invited to baby showers. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm convinced now that the reason is because they need to move tables and they need to put up things. And, um, <laughs> you need to help with setup. Exactly. Now just sit over there and stay quiet. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it was, you know, I'm, I'm getting used to the idea. This is like the third third one I've been to, I guess, but, uh, it's family. It's kind of fun to get together with them. I would, we really enjoy those people. There's some family I'd, I wouldn't go across the street for, but I do, <laughs> I, do I, I do. Obviously I like these people. I drive three and a half hours to get there. So yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. You've been to, uh, that's right. You've been to three more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, it doesn't feel like an advantage. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Oh uh, well, never been yes. around where the babies are. Speaking so of, I will be at a one-year-old's party. We're going to go down to Phoenix when our uh, oh. great-granddaughter turns one in February, because Phoenix is a good place to go to in, in February. February from yeah, up I would north. imagine. I would imagine so. Now, unless it's in Scottsdale, uh, or is it is it Scottsdale? Not Scottsdale. What's the place yeah, where it gets all the snow? The suburb of Phoenix. Yeah, but there's there's one of the places up in the mountains that gets a lot of snow in the in the winter. It's at, oh oh yeah. Um, um, I can't uh, think of the name of the place. It's a Scottsdale because that's right outside of Phoenix. Yeah, well, this place is just uh, just outside of Phoenix too, I think. But it it just it's like straight up. Um, yeah, it's well, it's a few miles out, and they do a lot of logging. You would have thought who nobody logs exactly. in Arizona. Oh, they do there. It's like, and I can tell you all about it. And I can't think all of a sudden the name went <laughs> for I'm, me as well. I'm glad Flagstaff. we prepared. Flagstaff. Flagstaff. That's it. That's it. I'm glad we prepare. That's all I want to yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what's preparing? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Eh. Speaking of uh, non-traditional things, do you know what uh, speaking gender neutral would, would sound like? What does that mean? <laughs> gender- what is, is, is it a, Different sound, a different language. Uh, well, you know, I, I I saw these specs in an audition that my agent sent me yesterday, and I get this. It says, American gender neutral sound, 30 to 40. We welcome non-binary, trans, gender fluid, or any talent to submit as their voice print matches the specs. 
That that seems like a run-on sentence. It doesn't mean anything. As always, we're looking for a diverse and inclusive submission. Sounds exclusive to me, but inclusive (laughs) submission. Uh, Looking for a modern, gender-neutral sounding, slightly AI-style voice that comes across knowledgeable about tech that they're almost nerdy. So you have to be nerdy, not a female or male, and and robotic. (laughs) Uh, Gender-neutral? I don't know. Would they sound like? Pat from Saturday Night Live. That, that's all I can do. <laughs> the old Pat that was. That, that, uh, that's yeah, the image that came tell. to my mind. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, it's so Pat. That's all I know. <laughs> I have no Gee, idea. It's all inclusive, but our specs are yeah. about, you're narrowed down to within a half an inch. You've got to fit this little tiny window, but we're all inclusive. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. It, it, it's about exclusive. Is, is, exclusive as it possibly could be, but whatever. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's how that works. Hey, um, yeah, that's, that's some of the stuff we get folks when you're doing voiceover, you get these specs and you go, I can be that, or I can be that, but I can't be that, 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 and that. I cannot, uh, I cannot imagine what a gender neutral voice sounds like. I guess something that, I mean, even with Pat, I mean, you could, <laughs> You could, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I've been, <laughs> I don't have an answer either. I, I, just, I, I've been on the phone with with a guy uh, that that you, you could not tell it was a guy, and I actually said yes, ma'am, and they had to they had to explain it to me. I was like, oh, sorry about that. You know, I just, I, I assumed, you know, I, I don't know what happened. Maybe there was an industrial accident. I have no idea, but, <laughs> but it didn't sound well, like a man. I had to, I, I had to talk about that very thing when I was training at call centers. Um, uh, toward the end of my working career. And it was like, you, you can't tell. I, I, we would have to get on the phones ourselves every once in a while, just to kind of, so that you understood and, and kind of knew what was happening and you'd get some and it's, you don't know. It's like, come on, kids. Grandma wants to buy you some ice cream. <laughs> it's like, uh, is that a guy? Is that, I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't so believe they don't allow happen. smoking in here, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at their name and it's just initials before the last name. Well, that doesn't help. Or it's a Pat or a gender uh, neutral. That's right. Yeah. A general neutral name that you're going, oh, none of these things are helping me. <laughs> you're, you're just not helping. Oh gosh. It's terrible. Yeah. The um, class would laugh about that when I go, come on kids. <laughs> they just, I'm going, I'm telling you, you don't know sometimes. You don't know from even even looking sometimes too. Now, uh, Lauren Bobert, you know from looking at her that's that's a female from top to bottom. Uh, we'll leave that go right there. But uh, she's yes, in trouble. Uh, again. Both of her, or I mean, yes. yeah, she's all. Um, <laughs> she's female. all in female. Yes, uh, yes. She's in trouble a little bit. She got thrown out of a of a of a theater <laughs> for vaping, and uh, I guess did you know that there were cameras watching you when you're in theaters? I mean these night vision cameras. Did you know about uh, that? I don't go to theaters. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm in a, all these plays, and I rarely go to one because they're like 40 miles away, and yeah. it's like you know, I want to start my day two hours earlier just to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but she, yeah, no, I didn't know that they had that inside of uh, movie theaters, yeah, or this right. was a stage. This production, is a stage production. It? Yeah, this is actually uh, the Beetlejuice the musical, which. <laughs> 
I don't know. Sounds like tennis really? shoe work boots to me. I mean, it just doesn't seem like they go together. <laughs> um, but yeah, she got in trouble. I guess her her boyfriend. She's going. You were saying she's going through a divorce this year Correct. or whatever. Yeah. So I guess she had a boyfriend that was a little on the handsy side in the uh, in the theater, and that uh, was uh, well. She had things. Uh, shall we say the girls were trying to watch the show as well. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but so I guess the guy had no self-control and uh, maybe she didn't either. I, I don't know all the details, but all I know is that they're calling for her resignation now. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't this. go around and saying you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to follow the rules, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going and she irritated um, a pregnant lady in front of her or behind. Maybe it was behind her because she was vaping and on yeah. her phone in a stage production. Yeah. It's just rude. It That's is. Just, it is. Uh, you know, I, and I would much rather see, I would much rather see a couple vaping and making out than actually seeing a, a musical called Beetlejuice, first of all. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, let, let's be... Let's be fair here. Yeah, have you heard about this Democratic Vir Virginia legislative candidate, Susanna Gibson? She's running for oh yes, uh, yeah. That's play both sides mm -hmm. of the fence because uh, her gotta... and her husband, uh, you, I guess, can pay to watch whatever your request. Watch is. them do activities. Yes, so you, you can. You can pay certain amounts of money for them to do certain activities and you can watch them. And so anyway, those videos got out and she's claiming to be, be a victim of those videos getting out. Um, They're on fans only is my understanding. And it's like, we're, we're doing this stuff very, we are tap dancing quite well around all this stuff. <laughs> See the thing is, da, 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 da. and I, I, I think when it comes down to, for me anyway, because you know, I, I don't know the, the family I grew up in, there's a lot, a lot of emphasis on decorum. And I try to put that on my son too. It's like, there are certain things you don't do in mixed company or out in public or whatever. Uh, you don't, you, you know, first of all, if you take videos of yourself or have a camera running and you're doing things that should only be behind closed doors, uh, I don't care if it's your husband, your wife, or the, the woman down the street, you know, th th these are things that can get out. <laughs> And you should know that going into this because you're an adult. You should know that nothing you do is private if you're running a camera. One way oh, not in today's world. No. It's just, it, they find, you can find out anything about everything. It's just, yeah. yeah. So leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, let, let me put it to you. I, and, and this is where my decorum line is drawn. It's like, yeah, okay. They were made. Who hasn't made out in a, in a movie theater before? Okay. Uh, of course I was 17 at the time, but I mean, but it, 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 it doesn't happen anymore. Uh, but if you have, you have that as opposed to the other acts that were being filmed for the other thing, I think that's apples and oranges. You're, th those things are, one is a whole lot worse than the other. Uh, they're both they're both not good to do, but one is a whole lot right. worse than the other. But the nobody is calling for this other woman, this Susanna Gibson's resignation. To stop running well because she's a Democrat. See, that's it's the two sides of that coin. That well, if, and you're starting to see a lot of other, and I, I'm not mentioning them because there are extenuating circumstances that. Are they real or is it just somebody who's got an ax to grind? But it's you can tell it's getting close to presidential election time when all of a sudden all these people are getting accused of uh, lewd and lascivious acts oh, with right. people that they either didn't know or barely knew or had a photo with. And now all of a sudden everything's coming back. So until things come out a little more, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but 
<clears throat> it's getting closer and closer to just being bad. It is. It is. And and like you said, it's just, it could be just politics. It could be these people are actually guilty of something. And, and it's just, and Richard's right. We need to hold back our, our judgment on any of this uh, until the, the facts come out. And we're not going to be, you know, like some other whereas, candidates. Uh, yeah. Whereas <laughs> Lowen Bulbert, the facts were out and yeah. they were on video. And uh, it's going to be awful tough oh. to deny that. Both of them, the them are on video. Both of them are yeah. on video, but I mean, that's true. That's it, true. I mean, if she was, if she was totally naked in in this theater and doing other things, that would be a totally different thing. This other woman, I mean, I, to me, I think it's a big. There's a big difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see either I one, agree. but no, you know, whatever. I don't know. Hey, you know, we, we just before we go to break, uh, I did forget my my uh, uh, this week's. It's Uncle Joe's wisdom of the week. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans, you know, and workers without high school diplomas. Now, now, I'm only one third of that equation, but I do have a high school diploma. I've I've got it somewhere. (laughs) It might even be on my wall. I'm so proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, anyway, that's how we're going to end this segment. (laughs) So. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Oh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, lockdowns in Australia. Ooh, it's going to fix. Oh, not again. It's going to fix everything. It's going to be all good. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Charmaine Davies. And if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, I suggest you stay off my lawn. Well, no, not my lawn. Um, it's a podcast called Stay Off My Lawn, which is absolutely brilliant. It's funny. It's informative. The guys that present it are just amazing. So that's everything you need in a podcast, I think. So go over to Stay Off My Lawn. It's brilliant. Make it your guilty pleasure. It's definitely mine. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to segment two of Stay Off My Lawn. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, you missed us there for a minute. Um, so, <laughs> I always feel bad when people don't get to hear our our, our dulcet tones. Um, so, if you're like Richard and I, you think that this whole lockdown and vaccine mandate that we've had the last couple of years, uh, the devastation that went with it with the economy, uh, was totally unnecessary, uh, and that as a society or as a world, as a, as a globe, we have all smartened up and it would not happen again because we should, we should know better. You know, you learn from your mistakes, but I guess Australia is not, not doing that. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) I actually had a lefty that got on me and goes, Oh really? Where are they going to be doing lockdowns again? Are you kidding me? They're already talking about it in California. All and they're all blue states. Just saying, just they're saying. all blue states that we're going to have to do this again because an election's coming up, and you got to have some reason to have mail-in mail-in ballots. In, that's exactly what it was. That that was that was one of the big reasons why it became such a big deal in 2020. I, I truly believe that they saw an opportunity to you know 
do the do the wrong thing. Anyway, uh, Daniel Andrews, who is the current premier of Victoria, a state in the southeastern part of Australia, which includes the city of Melbourne, which makes it the second most populous state in uh, in uh, Australia, made this announcement last Monday. But from eleven fifty nine p.m. tonight, Victoria, all of Victoria, uh, will go to stage four uh, restrictions, and I'll take you through the details of those. From eleven fifty nine p.m. tonight. Until 11.59 p.m. on Wednesday, so for five days, there will only be four reasons to leave your home. Shopping for what you need when you need it. Caregiving and compassionate reasons. Essential work or permitted permitted education where that cannot be done from home. Exercise for two hours per day. You must stay within five kilometres of your home. Masks must be worn everywhere, everywhere in Victoria other than in your home. So there will be no visitors to anyone's home. They are not permitted. Religious gatherings and ceremonies are not permitted. Funerals can involve no more than 10 people. Weddings are not permitted. Victorians are well acquainted with this. We've done this before. People, Victorians know what to do. And they know that these tactics, this type of response works. It does not work. It's never worked. And and I misspoke. It was not last Monday. Last Monday was when it was announced it was going to happen. This uh, clip came from Friday. So it actually ends tomorrow. So... I'm sure it'll all be fixed, you know. <laughs> well, it's uh, just getting started like that uh, lovely governor in New Mexico who's, um, uh, she might be up for treason here pretty quick, but uh, <laughs> she she backed yeah, off. It uh, doesn't work, people. No, the lockdowns, it didn't work before. All it did was ruin businesses. How many restaurants do you know no longer exist? They yeah. they. A lot of them tried to come back out of it and didn't make it. Um, other businesses that just we we can't do this anymore. Um, so it 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 doesn't work. And then you had uh, the sad part is is the amount of suicides that took place because essentially now you've made everybody in solitary confinement. Yeah, it's isolation. It's it's bad on some people. I enjoy some, it, but yeah, folks, a lot of people. Yeah, some it. people don't don't take it well. I, I'm out here in the boonies, and it's like. I got to go into town and do stuff and see people. Uh, I hate the driving with all the, I'm happy being out here in the boonies. I can watch stuff go by. I don't have to worry about nothing. I can talk to myself without people looking at me funny and, uh, and nobody seems to, you know, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, that's why I like being in the, in our box. You've got a box. I got a box. (laughs) There you go. We're just hanging out. There's nobody in here, but us and all the people between my ears. (laughs) So anyway, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess the, the Rona will go away by tomorrow at, at 11.59. So it says, <laughs> um, so anyway, have you ever noticed two people who are all, all worried about getting the new vaccines of our, for the new Rona? They've all been vaccinated for the Rona. <laughs> it seems like nobody, the, the rest of us are just not too concerned. Um, uh, didn't get it before. Not going to get it again. Sorry. It, nope. And if something requires you to get a shot to do it, it's like, nope. If I don't survive, I get, I get to go home early. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it's, it's not a big <laughs> deal to me. Uh, in other news, uh, the U.S. Oh, military. Oh, we have more news? Yeah, we do have, a, uh, we have more news. The U.S. Oh, okay. military is asking for the public's help. So uh, get your pad and paper out. Uh, <laughs> they need help finding an F-35 fighter jet. It's missing somewhere in South Carolina. 
<laughs> the pilot ejected. He's fine. Uh, but the, the Marine Corps is calling this whole thing a mishap. So after this mishap, there was an ejection and they don't know where the fighter is. So if you're, uh, you know, edging your, your yard in South Carolina and you happen to come across at least pieces, parts of an F-35, give them a ringy dingy, let them know. Uh, they, they don't know <laughs> oh, I know where I saw that. It had a big sign out front. Used military emporium called <laughs> BR549. <laughs> Junior samples F35 sales. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, are you serious? It's like, um, yeah, we lost a jet. It just disappeared. Well, the pilot's there. It can't be that far from where he left it. You wouldn't think. Because he, he said, no, I'm not going down with the ship. And the ship went down to the tune of uh, what are those like five million a pop or a hundred million? A hundred. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I was off a little. Yeah, a little. <laughs> Just ninety-five million. You were, was off. You were, you were on numbers like Biden does. I mean, it's like eh, a <laughs> million, five hundred million, whatever. <laughs> This just cracks me up. It's like, uh, so, and I think it was Biden who was threatening. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna uh, have a, a civil war against. The, we've got F-15s. We've got. Well, we're gaining. We got an F-35 now, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Somebody in South Carolina's got an F-35, and apparently the uh, Apple AirTag that they put on it is not working. So they don't. <laughs> so, so they don't know where. Oh, I'm killing it. Anyway. Uh, I'm oh sorry. That was, a, that was a good one, bud. I hadn't thought about the Apple every, every once in a while, I, I got a good one. It, maybe it only works in the air. See, when it hits the ground, then it's... Maybe that's what it was. It broke. You know, they, those things are pretty sensitive. Um, <laughs> speaking of funny, uh, I think we need a new segment. Uh, we, we're going to have to reach out to our, our friend Dan O'Day, or not Dan O'Day. Gosh, I can't think of the guy. Dan O'Keefe over in Ireland, the guy who does a lot of our, our liners for us. Uh, we need a new segment called the Guess the Next Dumb Thing That Comes Out of Joy Behar's Mouth. Um, <laughs> I can't even guess. There's too many stupid things that come out, so... What the hell was it this time? She, they're gonna they're gonna lead up to it, but the view was talking about illegal immigrants showing up in New York City's doorstep doorstep and causing them all kinds of issues. Poor babies, but they are a sanctuary city, so I mean, you know. But anyway, Joy has a great thing that she adds on to the end here, and it's very appropriate. So hang in there. For but that. frankly, you know, I think we need to find and and we've dealt with this before. I I lived in uh, in Miami. I was a migrant, an immigrant in Miami in the eighties. You all remember when we had the Marielle boat lift. Yeah. Uh, 125,000 Cubans yeah. came in a matter of six months. It puts tremendous stress on, on, on a city, on a community, on the social services. They need to be resettled elsewhere. They need, right? they need to be out. We're this spread, massive yeah. country. Well, and it's only going to get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of this world. But, but frankly, you know, I think we need... <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Boy, they will do... Talk about a stretch to get over to global warming. Climate what? change. I, I want to know what parts of the world that people can't live because of climate change. I, I, I don't I don't, don't know such a place. Uh, maybe in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I don't know. She's just, oh, my. What? What does that have uh, to do with anything anyway? Uh, well, I don't know. Here, here's something. The, the horrible amounts with all the boats, 125,000 people 
is all that came across. We've had now, since this clown's been in office, we're over 7 million. We have been invaded in the Southern states and some doofus judge, which we're going to have to, that's going to be appealed and moving on, uh, has said, no, uh, you can't do that. You can't defend your own state down there because in the constitution, it says if the federal government doesn't defend, you have the right to defend your own state for things. Uh, now, uh, the state I'm in borders a foreign country. <laughs> okay, so it's Canada, uh, but Canada's going to be yes. China down here it pretty sure quick. Is. So it sure uh, we may need to put barbed wire across the little, I think it's 40 miles across the top of the panhandle <laughs> at the top, 43, something like that. It's not very far. Um, yeah, and, and so you got all this stuff and they're, they're talking about this. And now all of a sudden that there uh, have been a few and we're talking out of 7 million it's a few that have been moved into new york city and it is ruining new york city as the mayor said just the other day that it's going to destroy new york no you're doing a pretty good job on your own so they're they're doing just fine it's just adding to their problems which you know seems like that yeah and and what few have been sent up there they're just oh can you imagine what it's like in texas having millions go across your state arizona new mexico well they're lefties in New Mexico, they want to take away your guns anyway. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what that's why it is because Texas is out of sight, out of mind to them. That's flyover st- uh, states, and they don't, they just don't care. Um, nope. So, but but that's that. I think that's part of the reason that Greg Abbott and and Ron DeSantis and a lot of these these uh, even. Um, uh, not Carrie, Carrie Lake was for hit for it. And, and that's why she almost won the election in Arizona, but it, that's why they're, they're moving, they're shipping these people off to these sanctuary cities because they're set up uh, supposedly for this specific issue. So, I mean, why not to send the migrants there? Because El Paso is a whole lot smaller in New York city. They can't take that amount of people either. Uh, yeah, seven million. I mean, that's that's more than what did I uh oh come to mind here? I believe that's more than forty states total population. Isn't that something? Forty states are less than seven million people that have just waltzed into our. You you can't have that. We have laws for this. And then when they weld the dang uh, floodgate things so that uh, because sometimes in the desert, you think water flooding. Well, yeah, the yeah. water doesn't have anywhere to go. It's right. just sand with bedrock underneath it. And the water goes down so far and then poof, there's no place for it. So they have to let, they had gates to open uh, on the wall in this part of Arizona so that water could go through. Well, the governor had them or the feds, whatever, went down there and welded those yeah. gates open. Yeah, it's it, it, it's got to be the feds, I think. I don't think the governor did it, but yeah, they welded them open. It just doesn't make any, I think it's in Arizona, right? That was Arizona. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, they're, and they, they always open them supposedly since that wall's been built at, at this time of year between, what was it, mid July and, and mid September? That, that it's the monsoon season, and that's yeah. what they have to do. Um, but welding them open, that, it's, that's going a little yeah, bit too so far. So that you can't go down there and, and close them. Well, uh, no, that's not what the intention was. Welding is not something easily undone. So it's not like a, just a, like they put a little lock on it or something. I mean, it's welded. Oh boy. I, this was, uh, thanks for saving that and not telling me about, uh, 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 Ms. Uh, bear who, uh, yeah, has definitely been doing it out in the woods because boy, does that stink. It's like, are you kidding me? 
global climate climate change for illegal no she's got to throw it in there somewhere you got to wonder if she's been told and and actually i want to get this for next week that the biden administration had actually put out uh talking points and and things to the to the media which it came out yesterday i think and then i or that's why i first saw it i didn't have time to put it in this week's but uh but yeah i mean it's almost like she got an email saying no matter what mention climate change you know, and <laughs> yeah, you got because we got to do this, and it's like people are going, mm, no, no, don't think there's much of a change. It's uh, those that do some research and look at things like we do on occasion. Yeah, on occasion. Uh, <laughs> speaking it's of- like no, there's there's nothing different, and I don't care about who the the experts. They never give names. It's no. always the experts, scientists. Quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the these expert scientists and. No, there's somebody you paid money to to say, yeah, uh, I'm in the sciences. Okay, you're going to pay me how much? Okay, what do you want me to say? You know, you know, you know what they call somebody who graduates at the bottom of their class. They still call them a scientist, uh, but they just are not smart enough to get a job. So they 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 get put on these panels. Um, but speaking of brain fart, Gavin Newsom tweeted the other day uh, that they uh, they just became the first. <laughs> Sorry, became the first state in the nation to officially propose an amendment to the United States Constitution. He tweeted this. He wants to have, um, uh, he said, it's time to enshrine four widely supported gun safety freedoms. Gun safety freedoms. I want you to remember how he worded that. Number one is raising the minimum age to purchase a gun to 21. Number two, universal background checks. Number three, a reasonable waiting period for gun purchases. And banning number four, banning civilian purchases of assault weapons. Um, so he said, there's no more waiting around for Congress. It's time to act. As a state of California, he's going to put in. <laughs> So I, I didn't know they had that power, but, um, uh, yeah, he doesn't. And, uh, th- this is not going over well. Uh, it's another one that that is a, a treasonous act in my opinion. And it's like, get off it. Yeah. Uh, you know, AR style. You know what AR means? Armalite. If I remember right, it was the name of the company that. That made... produced them back in the fifties. Yep. Yeah. Ar- Armalite. So it's like, oh, yep. give me a break. Good Lord. And, and that's, it's, that's, uh, that's the other thing too. It's like the number one, he said, raising the minimum age to purchase a gun to 21. Well, we have had and continue to have several shootings, especially in cities like Chicago, New York, LA, where the shooters well below 21. Uh, well below 18. A lot yes. Of yes. Of course. 14. Some of them. It's like, well, anyway. And also every time I've ever bought a gun, I don't know about you or gotten a concealed carry permit. There's always a background check. Always. I, I don't know where this. And there's always a waiting period. You don't yeah. just go in and go, I like that gun. I'm going to buy that. No, we'll hold that gun for you here. You got to fill out all this paperwork, blah, 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 blah. But no, I'm... I haven't killed anybody today. <laughs> no, no, not today. <laughs> but I know people from several states that everybody has to go through a background check. Where is this whole, and, and that seems to be a talking point constantly uh, of these gun control people is, uh, you know, you need universal background checks. There is universal background checks. How I guess unless you buy it off uh, the, the drug addict on the corner, you're not getting a universal background check. But I mean, that that's that's something, I don't know how you would control that. Um, but 
everybody who goes it's to just a store talking buys a points gun. for people who have never bought a gun, exactly. don't understand how to buy a gun, will never own a gun. And so it's talking points for them to go, yeah, yeah, we should do that. Exactly. The law is already in place for crying out loud. <laughs> no doubt. No, yeah. Think of the, was it uh, the guy who got shot with Reagan, uh, the, the Brady Bill? I think that's yeah. where that got started. Um, and the vagueness of the word reasonable about, about the waiting period. What is reasonable? Is it five days? Is it three years? I mean, it seems like a subjective term. I don't know, uh, especially to put it into the Constitution. And like you said, AR-15 stands for Armalite. They don't like it because it looks like a military-style weapon. It's a it it, it it's a rifle, <laughs> and they they love to throw out this whole semi-automatic word too. It's like, oh, it's a semi-automatic. Ooh, ah. Well, you know, it just means every time you pull the trigger, it doesn't. You can't hold the trigger down and go. Exactly. Exactly. So you don't have to manually put around in the chamber, uh, whether it be with a, you know. Anyway, it's just it's one of the another one of those things that scares people. It's semi-automatic. Well, you go into any gun store, 95% of the stuff, revolvers would be considered semi-automatic because you don't have to uh-huh. chamber around. Anyway. Right. Same thing with a shotgun. If it's an automatic, that doesn't. it's not a pump shotgun. Right. They make them where when you pull the trigger, a bird gets up, whatever, and you pull the trigger, it's already put one in there. Absolutely. So again, that would be a semi-automatic yes. too. You couldn't sure even have be. a shotgun to go hunting with or to go skeet shooting or whatever else. I mean, it's just stupid. It is stupid. Anyway. Hey, we are way uh, over, but I'm going to, uh, I want to play this uh, Pendulette thing real quick because there are no rules. I, I don't care. Anyway, uh, Pendulette had this about uh, the Second Amendment. It's been out quite a while, but he had some very, very good points about this. Read the words. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state Sure, you need an organized military force to defend your country, but the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the people in contrast with the militia. It doesn't say the right of the militia to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It says the right of the people. Now, why the word people? Because the people who wrote this had just fought a war for two years against a tyrannical state militia. They knew the time might come when they'd have to do that again. So they made the possession of weapons a right that the militia could never take away. Now, gun control advocates say the phrasing is clumsy. And the comma separating the state from the people is just a pause to get your breath. (laughs) Strange. They can't seem to point out any other places where those hack framers the wording. And on that note, we're going to take a break. Uh, we come back, we're going to talk about uh, all things Bidenomics. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Joy. <laughs> this is the Stay Off My Lawn Show and Podcast. The grumpy old men you know and love will be right back. Join the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society to help light the night and bring hope. Light the Night is a nationwide event that brings communities together to honor, remember, and celebrate those who have been afflicted with blood cancers. Lift your lanterns high and help shine a path to a cancer-free future. Be a part of Light the Night and find your local event at lightthenight.org. Let's light up the night and make a difference together. That's lightthenight.org to get involved. Welcome back to segment three. 
after a long segment two. Yes, Steve, I know. We went way over. We put a segment three in segment two. It wasn't my fault. Steve says you're in big duties and we'll have a meeting about this later. Probably so. You know, if you bring tacos, though, he forgets everything that he's mad about. Uh, Oh, you figured that out, too? I have, I have. But, of course, you don't want to be around for the remnants of the tacos because he is really— Taco Tuesday, our morning meetings were done, and then it's somebody else's problem. He's got, like, a bad colon or something because it just—it makes me leave the room very quickly. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, you throw a couple of tacos in there, it kills me. I just can't stand him. uh, I know, I know. Well, it is Taco Tuesday, so— Yeah, I'm I'm telling all kinds of tales on him. He's going to be even more mad. Anyway, um, if you are hopeful that gas prices will get better under Bidenomics— First of all, I applaud your optimism. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm having too much fun laughing at you. All right, yes, Bidenomics, that is a serious subject, and we need to be... And are you optimistic? Are you optimistic? Mm, (laughs) No, not as as long as this clown's in office. You need to remember where we were before Uncle Joe took office and the the steps that he or or his handlers, and we'll make air quotes for handlers, uh, have made to dismantle our domestic oil production and independence. Uh, has not been uh, it's been not been very good. This is what he's been doing um, recently, and this clip comes with some comments from a guy named uh, Nagrak Harsharak. Uh, anyway, he's the the voice of the Arctic uh, Inupiat. I guess it's an Inuit tribe of uh, the indigenous people of the area, which is uh, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where, where is that? There it is. I lost the clip. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, but he has some interesting things about the uh, the whole oil field drilling stuff that Biden thinks he worries too much about. Oil prices are on track for another weekly gain, and gas here at home is averaging 3.80 per gallon. But that didn't stop President Biden from cutting the last oil and gas leases in Alaska's uh, in Alaska's Arctic refuge, overturning seven sales approved by former President Trump. The White House says the decision was made to save the environment and give the land back to the indigenous communities who live there. Um, it just it shrinks our economic potential on the North Slope, the North Slope Borough, which provides for all of the eight communities that are on the North Slope, uh, water and sewer, school education. They rely on the taxes that they get from the infrastructure development. And without the potential to uh, develop these resources, it limits the pot that they're able to generate revenue from. Mm. And I'd love to get your response to what the president said. This will help preserve our Arctic lands and wildlife while honoring the culture, history, and enduring wisdom of Alaska Natives. Over the last 50 years, we've been coexisting with resource development. We've adapted to this new uh, style of economy. We've it, it has enhanced our subsistence way of life, but it also requires um, an economy and jobs and things to be able to support your family, to be able to buy ATVs, snowmobiles, boats, and things that are required nowadays to subsist. Um, so moving forward, in order to protect our culture, to protect our people, we need access to these resources, to these jobs, to this economy, to really protect our our cultural future. Without an economy, we don't have communities. Without communities, we don't have our cultures. So... <laughs> In order to protect the uh, the people up there, he's going to take all these jobs away from all the infrastructure that's been built around this stuff. He wants them to go out and uh, go back to uh, uh, hunting and uh, fishing with spears, apparently, yeah. and uh, just trying to figure out how to survive as opposed to they're going, you're not helping Alaska and you're not helping us. This is not how you go about it. But then, of course, Bidenomics started off really good right off the get-go by 
uh, <laughs> canning 40,000 people uh, with the uh, pipeline. That's right. Uh, when he just shut that down, when it had already been, there was contracts. They're still being sued into the numbers, uh, into the billions over a breach of contract. You can't just do that. There's contract. We have these people that are going to do this and they bought all this material to put in. That's part of the contract. Yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden you just stop. Uh, there's a little towns along the way that have just almost dried up. Mm-hmm. They were having a little bit of a resurgence and things were happening and businesses have closed down again. And they're back to just dust bowl blowing through the streets because there's just nothing going on where they're at. Of course, that's our, our friends from the north too. That, that in these small Canadian towns that the, that pipeline went through. That I mean, yep. it, it it affects so many people. I, like you said, it was I think it was eleven thousand people that got laid off did, on January twentieth. No, forty thousand. Oh, was it forty? Yes, <clears throat> it was a lot. They might turn it. My turn to no numbers about <laughs> but, that. But he didn't seem to care. It, it's like this. No. This was something we're worried about climate change, and and really, it's sort of like with COVID. The heck with the economy. The heck with with anybody. Anybody's ability to make a living. This this is all about uh, virtue signaling. Oh yeah, this uh, getting. We want to get rid of fossil fuels, and uh, uh, it was. Um, uh, Ducey uh, asking KJP, is it? Is that, yeah, KJP. Did I have it right? In the yeah. right order? Yeah. In jump okay, here. anyway. Yeah. Uh, asking her about what uh, they're going to get oil companies to reduce their, their prices so that gas will go down. He goes, what makes you think that they're going to want to do that? Exactly. And she goes, what are you talking about? He goes, well, the president has been against fossil fuels and is wanting to shut them down. Why should they help him? Exactly. And she just stared at him she had nothing to say picked up her notebook and said that's it today folks and just walked off she had nothing to say to him because that's true they've demonized the 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 oil production industry here in the u.s yeah you you can't do that and then the the little gal who was yeah we should get rid of we should get rid of oil all that needs (laughs) to go away with with a hearing in congress and the congressman just went really um what are your uh, glasses made of she goes Excuse me. She she didn't understand the line of questioning. What are your glasses made of? Well, they're of plastic, I guess. Uh huh. And the lenses? Yeah, they're plastic too, I suppose. He goes, you know, that comes from oil. What about the top of your? Uh, she had a metal water bottle. What about your water? Oh, that's metal. What about the the cap on top? Oh well, I I guess that's plastic. That's all made from oil. What yeah. about your shoes that you're wearing? Just went on and on, and she just then sat there and stared at him because she didn't have any answers. It's like. What I wasn't prepared for this. If you're going to go and push something in front of Congress, yeah, I think you might ought to be prepared before you get there. Because it was just, these people are stupid. All this stuff that comes, look around you, anything that remotely is plastic, all comes from oil, people. Don't care what it is. All comes from oil. You would think that they spend more than 30 seconds thinking about whatever they were going to say in front of Congress and not think, I mean, at least know where things come from or what the, the petroleum industry supports and what it what were all of our, our phones, everything comes from petroleum based things, anything that's plastic. But people yep. don't think that deeply about stuff. I don't know. No, it's 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 only for car combustion. No, it's not. Yeah. That is a portion of it. That's not it. And with what almost all of these car manufacturers have done with combustion engines, they're not putting out much pollution anymore. Anyway, no, they're no. they're 
pretty close to neutral. They have really whittled down. I mean, I remember in the old days, you'd fire up an old truck and a big pile of blue would blow out and and then it would drip, uh, not condensate, but other stuff that didn't get burned would be, it don't see that anymore. It doesn't happen. Well, once they started putting uh, the the catalytic converters in, I mean, that, that helped a whole lot. And oh, going, yeah. going to all that gas. stuff up. Yeah. So uh, one of our favorite senators, John Kennedy, was recently interviewed uh, on Larry Kudlow. And once again, he pulled no punches when it came to Bidenomics. Well, President Biden is on the side of the teleprompter. I mean, he's going to his policy is whatever that teleprompter t- says it is. Uh, I'm sorry to have to say that, but it's true. As best I can tell by his deeds, if not his words, the president's new energy policy in terms of fossil fuels is, look, let's give up America's energy independence. Right. And instead of producing our own oil, let's buy oil uh, at higher prices from nations that hate us. So those nations will have more money to buy weapons to try to kill us. And it just makes absolutely no sense. Point two, President Biden is violating the law. Congress passed a law. I was there and voted on it to open up drilling in Anwar. Mm -hmm. It will not hurt the environment. The area that we're drilling on in Anwar in Alaska, imagine this. Imagine a football field. Put a stamp in the middle of the field on the 50-yard line. That's the area on which the oil and gas industry will drill. The entire football field is Anwar. The polar bears are safe. President Biden is violating the law by not following Congress, Congress's directive. You know, that's a good point. I mean, you need perspective like that because none of us are in Alaska. We don't understand, but <clears throat> that's good perspective. It, it's it, trying to, this is the same thing I have problems with, with people trying to regulate farming stuff who live in a cement jungle, haven't got a clue in hell how farming actually works and what yeah. needs to be done. And then telling them how they need to farm when you don't know what you're even talking about. It's it's the same thing up in Alaska. Do you know how vast that is? And he's talking, I, I love that analogy, a football field and put a stamp, yeah. a little bit. It is a size of a literally postage stamp that's all the more they're going to be in and the tribes up there going yes we want this so what his economics are just terrible i know i know it's almost like he on purpose he wants to destroy uh the the economy of the of the country um we got one more thing here speaking of bidenomics uh, and how money seems to swirl around that family like a tornado uh marie maria bartiromo recently sat down with marjorie taylor green which think you know think whatever you want about her um but she is dead on with this assessment we've been trying to identify what specific policy changes did joe biden make or was joe biden behind to uh, to uh, you know understand why he was paid and his family was paid these twenty plus million dollars. Although Nancy Mace told me it's up to fifty million dollars. Well, Maria, you're absolutely right. Well, we know policy changes were made. Joe Biden, as vice president of the United States, withheld one billion dollars in USAID to Ukraine to get the Ukrainian prosecutor Victor Shokin fired. And then I would argue that we're in a war in Ukraine with in a proxy war with Russia today. Why? Because the Bidens are on the hook. 
He couldn't say no to Zelensky, and he still can't say no to Zelensky. These are the types of dangerous policy decisions that this this leader has made, and he's lied about them. He lied about 9-11 just last week, and if he lies about that, he will lie about anything. You know, so it, this whole thing with Zelensky, it's sort of like I, I can I can just imagine it's like you need to keep that money flowing or I'll tell everybody everything. Yeah. Uh, well, now stop and think about this. And this is just my mind going, you know, mm-hmm. what about all these rhinos, as we call them in Congress that are all for this? Did they get some kicky backy too? From I don't know, but why are they pushing so hard for this? And I don't get it. The rhinos are not the younger people; they're the ones who are entrenched. They're the old, yeah, yes, the older. Yeah, see, and there's some stuff, and they're all for it. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. you're telling me, oh, all of a sudden, Social Security is going to go in the dumps. We just don't have any money. You just gave them almost a trillion dollars, and we get nothing. How do people just look the other way, though, when they see senators or, or congressmen that make $174,000 a year, uh, all of a sudden they're living in $15 million mansions or they're, yeah. or, or they have, you know, seemingly several $15 million yeah. mansions. So how in the world do you look the other way and think, ah, you know, that's just how it works? No, that's not how it works because somebody, some information or some, some, uh, influence peddling has been sold to get that kind of money, uh, and uh, you know how you you can't ignore it forever. You just can't. I don't know. No, and we're going to be in trouble with uh, Iran's going. Oh, they gave us six billion dollars back. Yeah. Uh, so this is a source of income now. Cool. Yep. That, <laughs> they didn't try that under Trump because it's like nope. Yeah, exactly. And that was what five or six people that they they gave yeah. us six billion dollars. Billion yeah. with a B. That's crazy. Yeah. crazy. Anyway, we're up against a break. Uh, When we come back, we've got more about Uncle Joe and his trouble with his allies. And we have our palate cleanser at the end. So hang in there. We will be right back. The Stay Off My Lawn radio show and podcast. Are they smarter than other podcasts? Uh, Doubtful. Are they more handsome than other podcast hosts? (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, what then? Um, How about informatively funny? We'll take it. We'll be right back. St. Jude founder Danny Thomas once said, There is no kinder act than helping someone less fortunate than yourself. Your kindness and dedication in the generous giving you do is essential to help further the life-saving mission of St. Jude. Finding cures, saving children. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital has been around since 1962, and in all that time, no child has ever been denied treatment based on race, religion, or their family's ability to pay. To learn more and do your part, visit stjude.org. Welcome back to Stay Off My Lawn, segment four, and we are we are rolling right along here on a Tuesday. Uh, we're on fire, <laughs> You're blazing a trail. Because um, this is just so interesting. <laughs> it's like we're we're we got we were just talking off the air. It's like <laughs> word vomiting everything. Uh, it's better than verbal diarrhea, which I really don't want want to even say that word. Um, but I guess I just did, so I'll be in trouble with Steve again. Uh, one you use sawdust for, the other one <laughs> <laughs> the green stuff. 
kitty litter, whatever. Yes. Um, uh, biohazard. <laughs> Uncle Joe has had trouble with his allies here recently. Uh, places that normally, once they start telling the truth, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's got to be kind of scary for those people in the White House. Remember on 9-11 just recently, he said that, that he was there at ground zero on September 12th. <laughs> So it's like CNN fact-checked that and said that wasn't true, that he didn't go until the 20th. But they went on to say this. He has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up quite like this before. Yeah, this president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and, uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with, who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshipers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he'd actually spoken to the rabbi, uh, but never, but never went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others, too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up. He said that he used to drive a tractor trailer. He used to drive an 18 wheeler. Never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a, as a job briefly. School bus, of course, not an 18 wheeler. So whatever his intentions, whether it's, you know, foggy memory about. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's CNN. Now, let's. Remember where that's no, coming I mean, from. And they didn't just have, oh, a couple things. Man, it was this, it was this, it yeah. was this. It was. It's like, uh, because there's uh, nobody's fact-checking. He's allowed to just say and do whatever they want. It's like, but if you're like a phrase off and, and a conservative, oh, you're going to get fact-checked. Oh, and yeah. what was it we had last week that <laughs> that you sent me that was fact-checked? And it's like. It was about the cattle farts, I think. Is it, was that the yeah. one? Yeah. 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 But buffalo, they're a totally different animal. How, how? Uh, no, they can actually breed together and make beefalo. So if they were totally different, you can't do that. And they eat the same thing. They have the same grazing habits. They have the same uh, fertilizing habits. <laughs> you think you got Boy, a bad I've job? I've been dancing a lot today, yeah. haven't we? How would you How would you like to have the job at Facebook be, to be the the bovine fart uh, <laughs> expert and and go around and looking for keywords where people tell lies about bovine farts? I mean, yeah. I, I think that the thing, it, it was just it was totally made up. Give me a break, <laughs> would you? Gee whiz. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Joe Bidenisms. Wait a minute. I got something else on that. Oh, go ahead. Aren't vegans, don't they do the same thing if they're grazing and uh, they're going to have the same sure. reactions to Flatulence it? Flatulence happens. Saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would imagine <laughs> What do so. we do about them? Do we get rid of them too? You eat too much broccoli. You could clear a room, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would think so. One of my favorite Biden lies was uh, was the uh, the whole thing about his son dying in Iraq uh, or Afghanistan or wh wherever he said. But I mean, of course, that didn't happen either. They don't like to throw that one out there because that is 
absolutely offensive to anybody that that has. And we all know somebody that at least knows somebody that that, that has happened to their family. Um, so th- to me, that's just that to me that almost unforgivable. I I, I just don't think that that if you're going to embellish on something, don't be, don't let it be that. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's and I I haven't heard that one much. Yeah. Uh, that one's kind of like they told him stop. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> Just don't do that anymore. It, it, because but, didn't he didn't he have uh, cancer or something that he passed yes, away from? Yes, he had brain cancer. Remember. He had brain cancer. Yeah. And it was about a year a, or two after he came back. And of course he did serve over there, but he had yeah. come back and 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 obviously cancer is would not be work related unless he was exposed to something over there. But certainly the way it was the way he tells the story, he did not die. Uh, in combat or or whatever, no. he makes it sound that way. Oh, you know, I know how you feel. My uh, my son came back draped in a cl- in a flag like that too. That is, oh my gosh! It did, to me, that's just awful. Well, that and standing there, keep checking your watch. Oh, as yeah. uh, one father said, I wanted to say, "Hey, st- yeah. it's two <laughs> thirty. You, <laughs> it hasn't changed." And exactly. he did so, but he has now since said that to him. So, and, and yeah, he has. Um, and of course, holding true to that, Biden told this whopper again the other day. Oh, no. I'm about to make a major speech. I made one back when I ran the last time in 2020 up at Independence Hall. Democracy is at stake, folks. Our democracy is under attack. We got to fight for it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. I used to teach political theory. And folks, you always hear every generation has to fight for democracy. And I found myself, it's automatic. We didn't have to believe it. But we do. We do. Of course, that's just a big word salad, but... Getting to the brass tacks of all that, he never taught one class at the University of Pennsylvania. He had a he had oh. an office there, but he never taught a class. <laughs> no, not not one of anything. And uh, man, it, it it's kind of stuff just irritates me. And the Dems are getting everybody so used to hearing the word just democracy that that's not what we have. We have a constitutional republic and they don't want to ever, you will never hear a Democrat call it that because that's not what it is. Oh no, that's what it is. We, the people are supposed to be telling you, you don't tell us how we're supposed to do stuff. Wasn't it Benjamin Franklin? They asked, uh, what kind of government did you give us? And he said, it's a, it's a representative Republic. If you can keep it or a Republic, if you can keep it. So, I mean, it's, it's been called that since uh, for quite a few years now. (laughs) Well, because it's it's, desensitizing you to the other to get you to, Oh, and it's under attack. Damn right. It's under attack by you and all your democratic cronies who are just saying, Oh, that's in the constitution. Eh, It's not absolute. Like the governor said, uh, well, you got two governors. Now you got the, Greasy Gavin over there is piling on too about the second amendment. No, no, you don't get to know that's not what it is. And you don't just get to up and change it. You have to have either a convention of States or you have to have, what is it? Two thirds of the States have to ratify a change to an amendment to the constitution. I I don't think that's going to happen. I was going to say, I I think he's, he's out of his purview anyway. I mean, he's a governor of California. Can he actually, Put no. forth an amendment to the Constitution to be voted on. I don't think that's even within. I mean, his you realm. can bring it up to say, but I th- it has to still go go through. Go 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 go. <laughs> still has to go. Die people living it really easy. Coffee, um, please, over here. 
I'm in my booth and I make this all kinds of money because I just get what, what did he say? I talk uh, for a living. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it has to go through Congress. Yes, you could probably propose it, sending it to your representative to bring it up. He right. can't just say, yeah, we're, we want this change. It's not how it works. Putting people. it on Twitter does not is not the same thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lordy. I have such a bad taste in my mouth today. I, I truly believe that uh, that they're going to try to replace Biden. I think that Biden has, has done enough damage to the to the Democratic Party that I think they're going to get rid of him and Kamala. And I, in my personal opinion, they're going to bring in somebody like either Michelle Obama or bring in Greasy Gavin and, uh, and, and have them run in 2024. I, I would be very surprised if they try to drag Biden across the finish line in 2024, because I don't believe that he just doesn't have it in him. He barely well, he can't even read the propaganda they put on the uh, the, the teleprompter. The yeah. prop, yeah, the yeah. teleprompter. He can't even read that to tell us, as as uh, uh, Kennedy said. You know, he, if his policies or whatever's on the teleprompter. Well, I I think Obama's just about ruined our country this time around. Being pre or I mean, uh, <laughs> Biden is just about ruined <laughs> uh, because we don't need. Uh, um, Obama and Michael coming in and taking care of things and redoing <laughs> stuff. That's just enough of that. Well, just like Richard, you've got a terrible taste in our mouth from all this. So we need a palate cleanser. And yeah. uh, this is another Paul Harvey rest of the story. And you're going to be surprised at this one. The rest of the story. Nay Fairchild often spoke fondly of his father-in-law, and yet he once observed that the old gentleman led a particularly isolated life. I've never known anyone, he said, who spent so much of his time alone. Lillian Grovener very much loved the same old gentleman. She was his granddaughter, but she was always first to agree. Grandpa's preferred lifestyle was one of continual seclusion. For Grandpa was all of his life long. A very private man, aloof and solitary, even as a boy. Grandma said that she'd heard stories about Grandpa when he was young. He was mostly depicted as bright and clever, although never particularly lighthearted. A friend advised him on the eve of his departure for the New World in 1870, don't get absorbed in yourself. It's one of your great failings. Mix freely with your fellows. But Grandpa never did take that advice. He always seemed proud of the fact, as he would later put it, that he'd made a great many acquaintances and very few friends. He became increasingly isolated as the years passed. He was later to admit, I feel more and more as I grow older, the tendency to retire into myself and to be alone with my thoughts. He sometimes worried Grandma. She once told him, I cannot bear to think of you shutting yourself in and holding no communication with your neighbors. Please try to come out of your hermit cell. You have lived too much by yourself. You've talked about nature and solitude and all that, but you haven't been in the crowd at all, and that's what you need. I guess the word was incommunicative. I guess that's the way you'd have to describe Grandpa, simply not wanting to be bothered. Misunderstood, you can further understand why Grandpa so disliked telephones, for example. The telephone was an avenue of constant intrusion as far as he was concerned. He hated to be interrupted by phone calls. Even more, he abhorred overhearing phone conversations, that is, one voice without the other. Grandpa absolutely refused to have a telephone in his study at home. Nobody would dream of coming to one's house, he said, and, and demanding an audience while one was dining or bathing or sleeping. So why were people always making these preemptory interruptions by telephone? 
Accordingly, Grandpa would not permit a phone call to interrupt a meal. After vehement opposition, Grandpa did agree to have a phone installed in his hideaway houseboat. But this was the agreement. It was to be a single solitary line connected only with his home, which was two miles away. Nobody would be allowed to phone him except Grandma and she only in an emergency. When someone remarked that Grandpa really ought to have newer model telephones in his residence, he declared that he was always keep the old ones because they were always breaking down, which discouraged people from calling him. But then, as I have sought to explain, Grandpa was a very private man, remarkably incommunicative, considering that no man who ever lived did more to advance communication for the rest of us. I'm sure you may have pictured him otherwise, but now I'm sure you will never forget the obstinate introvert, the man who hated telephones, Alexander Graham Bell. Now you know the rest of the story. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> I I had never heard that, that, you know, you invent the Watson come here and, oh, wow, they invented this. It's going to be fantastic. And then all of a sudden phones became ubiquitous and were starting to be everywhere and people were on party lines and, oh, calls were coming all the time. Boy, he would hate living in this era, wouldn't oh, he? Know, because I you know. can't get away. You have it with you. Your computer is in your hand Absolutely. all the time, wherever you go. Your encyclopedia Britannica or whatever. It's all right there. It, yeah. Yep. If only we had a device we could look that up in. Hmm. <laughs> well, think about it. Just 25 years ago, we would have never, I, I would have never considered we have what we have today. No. Uh, I mean, nope. Growing up close. with that one, it was like, I, I got too many phone calls as it was. <laughs> Exactly. I, I wasn't popular as popular with the girls as you are, but I mean, I, I didn't have, I, I didn't have anybody calling me. <laughs> they might be calling me. It's like, you want to go hang out? It's like, okay, let's go ride our bikes. So yeah. Uh, but you know, it's weird. Alexander Graham Bell not liking the, the, the telephone is sort of like Hunter not liking cocaine. I mean, it just doesn't seem, <laughs> it just doesn't seem. Wow. That's a oh. stretch. Boy, maybe, maybe what are you trying to follow in, in Joy's footsteps? Maybe, maybe I'm making, I'm stretching it a little bit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, we hope you had had fun and were somewhat informed, like, like we had uh, today. Don't forget, <laughs> oh my gosh, don't forget you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google, or wherever get you get your podcasts. And if I can stop laughing. <laughs> well, let me tell them this then. We've also started putting up our full episodes on YouTube. So go and find youtube.com slash at stay off my lawn or go to uh, Instagram.com slash stay off my lawn podcast. Find us wow, there. that's a mouthful. Or you can just go <laughs> to our website to listen to our podcast. Uh, you can at uh, stay off my lawn.us for all our current and past episodes. And so enjoy your week. We'll see you then. Next week, toodles. Well, we had fun and hope you did too. The opinions heard here today are not those of anyone other than Mike and Richard. If it made you laugh or go, hmm, or even, huh, then we've done our job. Sort of. Well, 
mostly anyway. And if we made you think about things in a common sense manner, we welcome you to the club. And if it didn't, then just stay off my lawn. See you next time. <laughs>